Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB. Alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Vince McMahon's voice of reason. Scott, we are coming to you from above the ring, Ship It Studios premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW to WWE worldwide. Coming to you on Monday morning, Turner time, baby. Guys, we're getting really close. This week on Sunday is Revolution. We got the Go Home Show coming up. We will be recording that. We'll be dropping that morning. So keep your ears open. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. We might have the Riddler and Mr. Zach with us. Um, we got to touch base, but Scott, how are we doing this week? Sam, we're doing fantastic. Another interesting week in the world of pro wrestling. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. Same as well. If, guys, if you don't already do so, please make sure you listen to Scott's Raw Review, NXT Narrative, and SmackDown Study that drops on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, respectively. It's good, quick catch-up for those of you who don't want to bear the grueling pain of watching the WWE product. Some of you enjoy it, which is fine. We're not going to knock you on that one, but that's why Scott covers it for those of us who do not. Speaking of which, we do have to go through the calendar quickly. Um, MLW Superfight happened this weekend. Um, I think it was a pre-taped event, and I think it's going to drop later on because I don't have any results. I'm not going to go digging, though. I'll wait till the official Wikipedia page drops all the information for us to cover. Uh, March 1st, this week, we have the New Japan Pro Wrestling 50th Anniversary Show. In Tokyo, we have Impact Sacrifice and the Madison Square Garden Show on the 5th. AEW Revolution on the 6th, GCW Astronaut on the 12th, this is all in March by the way, I don't think I said the month, the 19th and 20th, we have the NWA Crockett Cup, which we will be talking about in a minute because they just announced the tag team brackets, also on the 20th we have Strong Style Evolve from New Japan, on the 26th and 27th we have Stardom's World Climax, and on the 31st of March we have MLW's Intimidation Games, AAA's Lucha Libre WrestleCon show, and well just WrestleCon happening that weekend because First weekend. That's not Mania. Mania's the following week. But on the first, we're already Scott. By the time this drops, we're going to be about a month away from Supercard of Honor 15, the return of Ring of Honor. It's awesome. Can't it's wait. Um, I feel like we were just sending them off on their goodbyes yesterday, and now we're already talking about Ring of Honor coming back. Right? I know it's crazy. I feel like, yeah, oh my God, it really does feel like yesterday that we were just talking about their last pay-per-view and we're like, oh no, what are they going to do? And now we blink and, oh shit, they're coming back. Let's go. We got some ideas about what's going to happen. We're going to talk about those in a few minutes. But going back to the Crockett Cup, you know, if Scott likes anything more than his factions, it's his tournaments. (laughs) Scott, we need to make that a t-shirt. I I know I really do, um I I don't know what it is I just I, I just love a good tournament, you know trying to determine who's the best out of a whole bunch of people and it's not like these this is a good tournament this is like sixteen teams and just gonna go at it and see who's gonna win the Crocker Cup, you know I hate these these smaller ones where it's like eight or four it's like no give me sixteen give me thirty two I this is why the only time of the year I pay attention to March Madness is because it's a goddamn huge tournament. The rest of the year, don't give a shit about college basketball. March and April, all about it. 
it's funny you mentioned we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna sidestep for a minute. So I was at the cigar bar with my girlfriend last night, and they had the PC game on Providence uh, Friars, and they won their first uh, I think Big East title. Yep. So again, I, I would argue, and I don't know anyone who listens from Rhode Island. PC I would say is probably the biggest college uh, sport college that we have you know you got the friars who generally is basketball and hockey the hockey team winning the ncaa title a few years back and man my old road i used to live on they like blew that road up but <laughs> i understand the tournament thing that's what i love about new japan you know they have the tournaments all year round but this is and this is great like we have a lot of people you know there's a lot this is what you said 16 teams yeah there's 16 teams here and it's only the tag i think Nope, it is only a tag title tournament. Yep. Um. So, first round, it said it was. Is this February twelfth? I'm a little confused on this. The the Crockett Cup, I believe they're having it on the nineteenth and the twentieth of of March itself. But I think when I sent that info to you, I believe it was. Yeah, it was early last week. Yeah, I'm just looking. It says first round NWA Power Trip February twelfth Crockett Cup March nineteenth. So I'm wonder. Yep. Nope. There was one one match that happened. One match that already happened where we determined it on Power Trip. It was um, the OGK, Matt Taven, and Matt, Mike Bennett taking on the fixtures with the fixtures winning. Moving on to the quarterfinals. Um, the rest of the top, uh, cup we have going on, we have La Rebellion taking on To Be Determined. Uh, the end taking on Hawks Airy. Strictly Business taking on Gold Rush. Doug Williams and To Be Announced taking on the Ill Begotten. Matthew Mims and the Pope taking on the Cardonas. Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos taking on the Dirty Sexy Boys. And then the Briscoe Brothers taking on To Be Determined. I like all these To Be Determined. It's nice. It's just who's going to show up? Who? Who? I'm curious who's going to take the Briscoes on. I don't know. Hmm. Not going to lie, though. If, if, if a certain team shows up and takes them and then takes the whole cup, yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be really happy with a little FTR action there. Yeah, or even if they get involved somehow when they cost the Briscoes the uh, I like a little build up. Yeah, you know they cost them the first round, and then it's like okay, now we're building up steam for this rivalry. Yeah, because this rivalry is probably the hottest thing since the Young Bucks in FTR. Mm. So on top of all this, all the craziness going on. Our Nostradamus here of wrestling said <laughs> last week, I believe, you know, all they need to do is hang induct CM Punk into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. And, well, guess what happened this week, folks? CM Punk is joining that first class, rightfully so. All I'm waiting for now is Seth Rollins, but that's not going to happen until he's no longer an employee of the WWE. Once that happens, though, you know, you know, he'll, he's in there yesterday. I would say Seth Rollins slash Tyler Black. Yes. Is not going to. So people obviously people forget he's a he is an independent guy. He was a Ring of Honor guy. Yep. Um, So as much as he's now a WWE guy, he was a Ring of Honor guy. I think someone like him, he's done so well for himself in the company. He's become part of the WWE. He's what everyone aspires to be. He's what everyone wants yeah. wants to happen to them. And it's great it happened for him. And, you know, I love when Rollins comes out. Rollins is one of my favorite parts of WWE still. 
Yeah. Always reinvented himself, never boring. One of the best heels they have. I mean, even his face runs are great, but heels, you know, that laugh kills me. Oh, my God. Um, oh, it's my – him – I could listen to literally him, Bailey, and Sasha do their heel laughs the entire three hours, and I'd be more entertained than most of the shows. So, <laughs> yeah, but I think he's so set where I think he has. We might not see Rollins go in until he hits legend status and he has a legends contract. True, because he's just <laughs> with how young he is, that could be a long, long time. Yeah, and I under and I understand unless you know the other things happen, but going off of the traditional WWE formula, yep. he's I think he's set for the rest of his career. Oh yeah. I don't think he'll be leaving. So once he hits legend status, then he might go back and as Tyler Black and Right. So those are my thoughts, but we're glad we got Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Samoa Joe. Are they gonna do any more? Um I don't mind them keeping it to a low number. Yeah, I mean, this is what the, this is their 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 inaugural. Yep, this is their one. first. Yeah, so yeah, keep it small, keep it going. Um, Jay Lethal, I believe, will be another one eventually that will be put in there because of what he's done. The Briscoe brothers themselves. I'm trying to think of other tag teams. Um, I'm Wait, assuming the Briscoes were in there. Yeah, it was the Briscoes, Samoa Joe. Oh, the Briscoes right. were uh, the first ones announced. You you are correct. Yep. Um. um but I, I'd eventually like to see Kevin Steen, El Generico, again. Mm-hmm. WWE guys at the moment, so it'll be time. But they'll they'll find their way in there at some point. Yeah, agreed. I'm, and this is this is going to happen. I think what we say the week before, the week of um, Supercard. Yep. Yeah. Which speaking of which, we want to talk. I want to talk about that quickly. Good segue. So this week we're going. It's the go home show for Revolution. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan said last week he has a huge announcement that's gonna, you know, change. He he said he said he has a huge announcement that's gonna change the industry. He announced that this episode of Dynamite on the go home show he's making that he's gonna tell people nobody else knows he said it's not an announcement he says it's gonna change the industry yep. which is exciting I will uh, and I'll, I'll put some speculation out there I would it, he, I no doubt have a feeling at this point with the way this all falls into place it has to do with Ring of Honor at this point I definitely can can see that. Um, like, I don't know what else, because the when, when you say change the landscape of professional wrestling, right. that's a very okay. This isn't a Vince statement. We're gonna change this landscape of sports entertainment, and then they sign the Spirit Squad again. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, Tony, when Tony has made these announcements. 99% of them have hit. Yeah. Exactly how they were supposed to hit. Yep. And I really can't think of anything bigger. Uh, well, that's a lie. The only thing I can think bigger is a partnership with WWE or purchasing WWE. <laughs> but we know that's not happening. No. We know that's not the case. No. If it does, Scott and I are going to. If hypothetically that happens, Scott and I we're gonna have to have an emergency meeting. We'll we'll have a Facebook press conference. Right. 
Live on all the platforms, all of them. But I'm going to go with, it was either that, lesser be it, somebody mentioned Impact, and I go, Impact could be it, but I don't think Anthem, I don't think Anthem would want to give that up right now. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I would love to see them have more TV time on an actual television station that most people would have, but... Yeah, ROH just seems like a better fit. Like you've you've talked about this for months. Yeah, about the possibilities of this of this being uh, a possibility, and I don't know. And and having Cody possibly be maybe like the head booker because he wants to do more stuff like that because that was his father's legacy. So he wants to embark the same you know on the same track and carve out a name for himself and. And he was put him in charge there. He had a great run in Ring of Honor. He did. He did. Um, Um, We actually, we actually went to go see a show. He was there when uh, we went to Philly. Yes. So. He, it's um. And also, like a you know, AEW is not doing house shows. I think we had this discussion. This is a good way to kind of give them an extra like avenue. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, they have a bloated roster. Yeah, they have a bloated roster. Da, 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 da. WWE did so, you know. But this gives them a, re, a, you know, it's like, hey, we're gonna put on these shows. You know, War of the Worlds, Global Wars. You know, find, you know, bring back the pay per views and whatnot. You don't have to be involved with the product, but it also gives the talent to a little more exposure, a little more like. This you can do a little. There's more for them to do rather than just be like, okay, show up on Dynamite, show up in right. Orlando to tape Dark and Elevation, show up for Rampage, show up for a pay per view. Yeah, it gives them another place to fine tune their skills, and uh, this could be I don't want to call them minor league, but this could be like a their one A their one A show. You know, mm-hmm. Rampage is kind of like their. This is where we settle all the all the big problems. Show and. You know, Dark and Elevation are their, you know, their performance center shows. So, yeah, I mean, you could definitely find a way to make that happen. Um, maybe eventually build it into an invasion angle and have the ROH guys decide, nah, screw it, we're going to go and we're going to try to take over the AEW side. Yeah. There are ways, there are many avenues we could go with this. And I, I'm i excited for this announcement. Uh, and I'm hoping that it has something to do with ROH. If not, and if this is a completely out of left field announcement and it still shatters how things are, then I'm completely okay with that too. We do no damn well. We'll be talking about that next week. Yeah. And it's going to be tough because we're going to be recording. We're going to be recording our go home show yep. after this. Yep. So whatever happens, I have a feeling we're going to be spending like a good half hour on this, this topic. Probably. There's definitely <laughs> what I will. This is what I'll say. Last thoughts. I'm, I've heard a big uh, super show with New Japan, which also is very plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to stick with the Ring of Honor thing because, yeah, New Japan show, that's a big deal, but that's also a one-time gig. Right. You can't have a one-time gig and be like, this is going to change the industry. You got to do something very massive. And the purchase of Ring of Honor and include – I'm set on this idea. That's my thoughts. You guys call me an idiot? That's fine. You know, you think I'm a moron for thinking that? That's cool. That's just what I think. I don't know. Tell me that WWE's buying. You know, you know, make an argument. But I'll stick with it. I like it. 
I think it's it's a really good idea. So I mean, it's definitely not something that people should just scoff at. But yeah, of course, there's there's thousands of ideas out there what it might what it might be, what it could be. But Tony, I, I love the fact that Tony Khan has told Tony Khan, uh, he's told nobody. He's the only human being on this planet that knows about this deal, other than obviously whatever he's his partners that he's working with. But I like that. I think that's pretty cool. So let's yeah. see what the fans think on Wednesday. Yeah. I'm I like how he hasn't told anybody and nothing is leaked. This is the thing. Like usually every so often I start looking even Meltzer. Meltzer's like, I'm speculating, but I have nothing. That's what you should be doing. Correct. Or like what dis uh oh I know a lot of people are gonna have gripe with this. What Disney does when they announce the Star Wars movies. Mm. When they first announced episode seven and even eight and nine, nobody knew anything about those movies. Nope. It's like a new Star Wars movie and it takes what's going like what? Where yeah. what do they do? Nothing came out. I don't know if they signed like a contract when they all got on board with those. Oh, movies. I'm sure they did. Yeah. But that's what I like. There's no secrets anymore because of the internet, because people like to have big mouths. Yep. Um, they want to be the first one to break that news. And again, uh, I could, again, we're going to be talking about this in circles, and this is why I'm going to stick with the Ring of Honor thing. Right. You know, Ring of Honor ha was having financial problems, and like, we're going to come back, we're going to restructure. In order to restructure, you'd have to have another backer financially. Unless they're going to go smaller. Mm-hmm. But I no. mean, they were already pretty small. They were they were stuck to doing stuff in a in a studio. That's true. And their shows their shows sold out most of the time. Yeah, a lot of their shows were packed. But again, we could talk about this forever. We we'll want to move on. Um, let's talk about the show that we don't pay attention to that we should be the two shows. NW Power Trip. Mm. Um, are they touring now? Because it says 25th. They were in Oak Grove, Kentucky. I think they're doing shows around like the mid their mid pay views. Yeah, in mid south areas, which is which is good. Um, I like that. It's nice that they're moving. But yeah, we really do need to get back on that train. Yeah. So these um. Going through quickly the cards, we had Jack Stain defeat Eric Johnson via pinfall. Um, Chelsea Green got the win over Kenzie Page via pinfall. Kobe Carino uh, defeated Rhett Titus in a two out of three falls match. And then Camille retained her women's title against Taryn Tanel Terrell. Totally butchered that. <laughs> Taryn Terrell, yes. Uh, following that, we had NWA USA. This is what I'm talking about. They have two shows. I two know. shows. What do I mean? know. Um, and I don't think this show's ever really big. First match we had was Homicide taking on Alex Taylor with Homicide getting the win. And then Doug Williams defeated Jay Bradley. So quick, short, painless shows, which we should be paying attention to. Oh, side note, since we're already really early on this, this is going to be like a short episode. Um, I saw that MLW has an Azteca Underground event coming up. 
Yes. Oh That's man. Over there, like, oh, I hope it's what I think it. Like Scott really wants Lucha Underground to come back. I do. I do. I'm still angry at L Ray Network for what they did, but that's neither here nor there. That's a story for another for another day. They need a wrestling network. That's what I think they need at this point. They need to have a network where, and I know there are some out there, but they need to have a channel like Nessen or Fox Sports or something where it's all just wrestling. It's promotions. You can play repeats of stuff like just these smaller promotions. You know, it might it might not be network television but it's something where if you have a basic cable package you should be able to get it and it's like oh i can watch wrestling all day maybe they should call it the above the ring network yeah (laughs) yeah because we have the financial backing right now right exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Well, let's get right into this. Um, I know Scott has some things about this week that he was excited for on Dynamite. Oh, Dynamite. Again, another great show. Another talent, talented show. This was kicking off with a tag team battle royale. With the winners going over to Wrestle Jurassic Express at Revolution. Mm -hmm. Guys, we got Red Dragon. Red Dragon is in the title scene. It's great. I loved uh I loved the ending to this whole thing um with um Kyle Riley throwing over one of the Jackson brothers to win it for Red Dragon and the the systematic like tearing apart of the the, <laughs> the young bucks and Red Dragon with Adam Cole just in the middle not knowing what to do. It's just I don't know. I just love this this whole storyline. Like, where it does Adam Cole, where where does his loyalties lie? It's like yeah. the whole and course, the whole thing with Jay White, and it's like, what are we doing? So I'm fully expecting next week on the Go Home Show that the Young Bucks are going to win that Casino Battle Royale that they're going to have for the third spot in that Triple Threat match. And then you know shit's gonna happen, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm really really looking forward to this. Part of me, hear me out. Part of me wants us to last as long as Kenny is out for the year. Oh god, that's a long time. It is a long time, but we did it with Paige and him getting his title shot. 
Yeah, but that kind of went away and then came back. But that's it's, but you know, yeah, I feel like this would be something where unless Adam Cole betrays the young bucks and then he gets the, you know, and then for like several months it's like undisputed era. You know, yeah. well, I, I almost didn't see my other finger in that. I'm like, <laughs> why do I have one finger? Um, so, um, but then down the road, it's like, you know, Adam Cole's out there and, you know, he hits him in Red Dragon. And then all of a sudden, Kenny's music drops. He comes out and it's like, we have to have a talk, Adam. Part of me wonders if after Revolution, because Adam Cole has that title shot versus Adam Page, the Battle of the Adams. And I wonder if the Bucks or Red Dragon might accidentally cost Cole the win. Then I could see your feud talking about where Cole could be like, all right, what the the hell? And (sighs) speculation. Lots to think about. Many variables. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about this. I'm looking show. This go home show is going to be insane. When we we ugh, so much, like I'm looking at this card. I'm totally forgot about half this card, and I'm like, I have a friend who got tickets to this. By the way, he's going to be in Orlando for this. Nice. It's going to be the biggest atom bomb since I don't know. Since atom bomb. Or, since the atom, yeah. Like, are we going to have fission or fusion? <laughs> the question is, who wins, Adam or Adam? I think Adam's going to win. And I think Adam might kick his ass. <laughs> but yeah, we had we had that moment. You know, there's a lot going on there. Look, cannot wait to see how that's gonna honestly implode because it's gonna happen. It's oh, yeah. given. You said it from day one. You said it since the start. Um, but then we had a a shocking promo by MJF. Depending on how this thing wraps up, this promo tonight, and I'm going to say this, this promo tonight could be one of those promos that's remembered like hard times from Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. You know, like the majority of Ric Flair's promos, you know, it's just like this, this hit me in the soul listening to this. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Like, Holy shit. It's like, Who's the bad guy in this now? <laughs> yeah, they somehow inadvertently flipped it somehow. Because, because that was almost like a face promo from MJF. Yeah. And it was very heartfelt. And I was like. Yeah. I, I it took it was took me back. I was just like. Shocked. I, I it was. I'm not saying I want to see him go face. But the fact that he was able to kind of make a face promo and it was still incredible. Dude, he's got he's one of the he keeps talking about Piper. Piper would be crying knowing that somebody's this good on the microphone at a young age. Right. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just just the stuff that he went into with his personal life growing up, talked about dropping out of college because he wanted to be a professional wrestler and when punk left it was like his life effectively like his hero had left him and then you know the crusade to be the best in the world and then uh, the tears 
Punk coming out and asking if this was legit or if this was, you know, just him screwing around. And it was just, I, I'm sitting here watching this and my jaw dropped and I'm just like, this is incredible. Like, what did I just witness? Like, I need to go back and watch it again because it was just so good. Yeah, I. If there's any talent, I'm going to say this. If AEW ever shits the bed and we have another invasion angle and MJF goes to WWE or any of the talent goes to WWE, the one I will be the most upset about if they fuck up is MJF. Mm. If they put a muzzle on him, I think that'll ruin him. Like he needs to be able to just speak freely and just go to town. He he just this. Uh, I'm good at speaking. I'm good with people. You know this, Scott. Yep. But that. That's another I level. Can't do that. It's another level. It, oh my god. Because he's better than me, and I know it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That following was good. that. We had quite an upset. Death Triangle mm. taking on the Knights of the Black Throne. With Death Triangle getting the win. Which was a shocker. But I know you you have a... You got a little excited. Oh my god. This is honestly something that I had hoped for since they both were released. Frickin' Buddy Matthews arrives in AEW. They had the whole lights go out thing. Come back on. I was calling Aleister Black. Malachi Black looked like he saw a ghost. He just acted this to perfection. And then Buddy just... This is so good. Him joining the House of Black... Is something that I think I we've talked about this for a long time as well. And I was so excited that the possibility of this happening or them continuing their feud that they had in WWE, which was really, really good. And then just went nowhere because unfortunately that's what seems to happen with a lot of good feuds in WWE. But him, ha- him being here gives me two thoughts. Either the first one is he's finally understood that it's better to, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. Mm-hmm. Or this is an Adam Cole situation. He's in there for now, but he's still bitter from those losses that he had way back when. And he'll let that fester. And eventually he'll turn on the House of Black. So I don't know. Either one I'd be completely happy with. But I'm just happy he's here and he has been signed and it's legit and let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, this was this was a big pickup. I know you like the moment those lights went out. I'm like, this is it. Yep. Scott's going to blow up my phone in a moment. Yep. <laughs> uh, so following that, we also had our uh, another. Another great promo session between mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. 
two other people who just incredible on the microphone. Yep. I don't really know what to say here because like Jericho has never not impressed me when he talks. He's been doing it for years. Yeah. And Eddie Kingston has proven himself to be a a front man. You know, he's not a side player. Right. And should not be treated as such. Correct. I like how Jericho went from like huge face within like a minute into the heel in, in this whole thing. And it was great. Like the way he just ran down Kingston and saying how Jericho will always be the top and Kingston, you're, you took you how long to get here and you're still not doing anything. And I was the first champion, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, all right, here we go. Give it to me. This match is going to be a lot a of brawl. To watch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a match. Just be a fight. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So following that, we had another um, face of the revolution qualifying match. Uh, Ricky Starks taking on uh, Preston Vance with Starks getting the win. This was good. Um, I was hoping Preston was going to get the W, but I mean he's the FTW champion. I know. I was hoping that he would too because I wanted this to be a Haas match. I wanted yeah, the face I of the, the revolution to be a full Haas match. Because I'm like looking at the people in the match and I'm like, these are all monsters right now. Yep. I think that I thought that would have been outstanding. But oh, it would have been incredible. Yeah. But you know <sighs> now we get we'll, now we got the Team Taz element. Could we possibly be seeing the end of Team Taz? Because maybe Hobbs will try to go for the ring and Starks will be like, no, no, I should be the one doing it because I'm, you know, FTW champion. And who knows? Ooh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Because they're both ready to run one. I mean, not that Ricky Starks ever needed somebody. True. You know, going back to the NWA power days when yep. he was the TV champion, he never needed somebody. Um, following that, we had a the TBS championship match between Jade Cargill and the Bunny, yep. with Jade obviously retaining. Um, didn't really have much to say about this match except, um, yeah, that I, I think I also got distracted. My girlfriend was over, so <laughs> it was a typical it was a typical Jade match. Um, there was one unfortunate glaring problem where Jade almost didn't kick out of a pin. Um, the ref actually had to stop her count before Jade kicked out. So the internet kind of jumped on that real quick. Um, but after the match was over, it looks like, uh, take Conti wants a piece and, uh, it looks like she's going to be the next challenger for that TBS championship, which will be fun. That's mm. going to be a lot of fun. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, following that, the main event was Brian Danielson taking on Daniel Garcia. Holy shit. Again, Daniel Garcia. Uh, again, this blows my mind. Daniel Garcia came almost out of nowhere. Sure, he was on darker elevation, but like all of a sudden 2.0 comes out and he's just all like he's on all. He's always around and I love it. I love I love Garcia. They both had chemistry. Again, this was like with who did he wrestle last week? Was it Lee Moriarty? Yes. Chem- like he just makes everyone look good. He really know he would be. A, he's gonna be when he decides to step away. He needs to be a trainer. Oh yeah, he needs to be a coach. He needs to be a trainer. He would be great to really get this talent to learn how to grab, 
I mean, you get everything. You can get the high-flying stuff out of Brian, but you also can get some good grappling. That's what I love. Like, he could be in the ring for 15 minutes grappling with Kenny or with Hangman or with Daniel or with Moriah, all of these guys. And this match was flaw. And again, he made his comment, well, you know, you haven't gone anywhere with 2.0 on your side. Um, he, he showed him the, he showed him the violence that, that he wanted. And I was actually surprised that he just, that, uh, Brian Davidson just put him out, uh, that Garcia just passed out from one of the, the submission holds. And I was like, I want this match to not stop. Like this was a technical dream to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This was, go- uh, this was a lot, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Oh man. We can't get enough of him. I'm going to. Here's his best of DVD when AEW starts doing those. Like, imagine a, a Brian Danielson compilation. It, it, it's going to be just spectacular matches forever. And uh, the thing that I really enjoyed the most was actually, uh, and the match was outstanding, but the ending. You have 2.0 getting in the ring, attacking Brian Danielson. This then gets Mox to come out to chase away everybody. Um, and then Danielson and Mox have that stare down and Danielson's, oh, all right. So in order for us to fight together, we need to bleed together. So we're going to have ourselves a match at revolution. And I have a feeling, Sam, that this, this is the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful partnership in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And they're literally going to take young talent and mold them. And like, I'm, uh, I, I don't have words for how excited I'm going to be once this starts bearing fruit. It's... Yeah, we we need. Mm. I'm. <sighs> this is gonna. This is gonna. This is gonna be something. This is gonna be something. Very very much looking forward to this. So speaking about things we're looking forward to that we don't get to watch, guys, Impact Wrestling Thursday. I'm going to go through these results. Moose kicked off Impact. Um, I guess at Sacrifice, I'm going to go through the card. It's on Saturday the 5th. Heath and Moose for the title. That'll be quite quite the bout. Um, we had another digital media championship match between Jordan Grace and Matthew Cardona with Cardona still getting the win off of, over Grace. Uh, Bapinder Gajar, I hope I pronounced that right, took on J- John Schuyler and getting the win. Champ versus Champ Challenge, Lady Frost taking on Deanna Perrazzo. No, Champ Champ. Champ Champ Challenge. That's what they say here. Oh, so she puts on either title, either the uh, Reina de Reinas. I hope I pronounced yep. that right. Uh, was that the AAA woman's title? Yep. Or the Ring of Honor title. This was brilliant, by the way. I want to talk about this. The fact that she's not the knockouts champion, but they gave her two other belts. Yeah, exactly. So Deanna is still on top. Um, Zicky Dice, totally forgot he's with Impact. Yep. Um, taking on Jonah and losing to Jonah, as you know, you'd expect. Because it's Jonah. Uh, Rich Swan, Chris Saban, and Willie Mack taking on Honor No More with Honor No More getting the win. Which members of... Uh, oh, yeah, the OGK and... Kenny King. Kenny King. And then I guess there was a whole bit about Eddie Edwards turning. 
which we actually have a match. And I'm going to go through the card quickly because this actually looked – this kind of piqued my interest, Scott, when I looked at this. Mm. So first and foremost, this is a eight, eight men. I will not be watching it, guys, because I will be in the IMAX for three hours watching The Batman mm. this night. So Alex Shelley's taking on Jay White. The Inspiration is taking on the Influence for the Knockouts tag titles. Ooh. I had to think about that. I'm like, they're the same. Ooh. Spice versus Spice. Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Miguel taking on Jake something for the X Division title. Moose taking on Heath for the world title. The Good Brothers taking on Violent by Design for the world tag team titles. Rhino versus Eddie Edwards with Kenny King, Mike Bennett, PCO, Matt Taven, Vincent, and Maria Canellis on his side. Jonah versus PCO, and then Mickey James taking on either Tasha Steele or Chelsea Green for the knockouts title. Ooh. This looks like an interesting card. It does. But last but not least, we have to talk about uh, I'm saying impact. Rampage. Good old Rampage. This was uh this was a good episode of Rampage. Um kicking off with Sammy Guevara taking on Andrade. For the title. I mm-hmm. actually thought Andrade was going to win this. Me too. I really did. But Sammy getting the win to retain. And I noticed an interesting tidbit. At one point, Andrade was putting his feet on the ropes for a pin. And Matt Hardy pushed him off. Now, I know Matt's been going through a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Where he's pretty much disowned private party at, at, at this point, and he wants to start deleting everything again. So I've noticed that. Yep, I've noticed the deletes are coming back. Is is he is he starting to break again? Is the possible upcoming hard reunion coming? Brother Nero, brother, I, I knew, knew you'd, you'd come. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Which is something we forgot to talk about. I mean, Jeff Hardy pretty much insinuated he's showing up to AEW, then deleted his statement. Yep. Yep. And then secretly this week, Cesaro has left WWE. We forgot about Cesaro. Oh my god. Imagine. I was gonna I was gonna save that for Thursday, but I'm like, now nah, we'll drop it. We'll uh, I'll, I'll drop it now. So, and the best part about that is his contract just expired. He wasn't released, so he could show up at any point. And I have, of- I have thoughts about this, and I will wait until our go-home show to talk about them. So, make sure you listen Sunday morning before Revolution to find out what our picks are and the thoughts that I have about possibly, uh, possibly seeing Claudio show up. And also... One point on the line for our Shepard Studios Heavyweight Championship tournament that we've been having. It's our second to last show with WrestleMania's Nights 1 and 2 being our final two points. And everybody still has a shot to win this title. That's what everyone else knows they're going to lose. So you guys, don't forget, be there when I win this title. (laughs) And I wear this strap around my... I'll put it somewhere. Figure it out. No, figure it'll it be, out. It'll be the shortest title reign we'll have. Oh, <laughs> he's got jokes, folks. He's got jokes. But we still have some re- other wrestling to talk about. So 
following that, we had Nick Camarado taking on Wardlow. This was tough because I love seeing Nick. Like, we talked about this. I see yeah. him. I get Bruiser Brody vibes. Like, yes. he looks like Bruiser Brody. Yeah. And I was like, this is who they got. Because did Wardlow end up in the tight in the uh, – was this the match that qualified him? No, for the, uh, he'd already qualified before that. This was just a Haas fight. Like, I want to see Camarado in that match, but – We need to see more of him. Yes. Um, and obviously we get more of the Wardlow slowly turning face after this. He does end up getting the win. And then Sean Spears <laughs> getting a chair and hitting Wardlow in the hands while he was going to powerbomb uh, Aaron Solo after the match was over. And then he proceeds to tell Wardlow that the uh, – Powerbomb Symphony is not getting over. <laughs> but and nobody the likes it. That he, yeah. And that, uh, and that he needs to just stop doing it because it's not working. He just need to, needs to do things Sean's way. Because Sean knows better, apparently. It's just... And then the hug and Wardlow just stone-faced. It's just... It's coming. This break is coming. And it's going to be amazing to watch happen. And I can't freaking wait for this. Yeah, this is the buildup. I didn't. I just, uh, they know how to build things up, man. They're doing a really good job, and it makes mm-hmm. me so happy. Um, following that, we had Serena Deeb taking on and defeating Kayla Sparks in a her five minute challenge, which, if I'm not mistaken, Kayla Sparks was also on SmackDown. Yes, I was just about to say that she pulled a Rick Rude. Yep, she was she was part of Los Lotharios's kiss cam, which. I give my thoughts on, um, but I like the fact that she pulled double duty here. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. I mean, they can do that. You know, when you're an independent and you, you know, you have the opportunity to do both. Why not? I yeah. would. Yeah. I wasn't signed. I just double the exposure. Places. You know, because now people are going to be talking about Kayla Sparks. Oh, she was, cause this hasn't happened. This has happened before. I know yep. with AEW talent and well, People on AEW and on either SmackDown or NXT or whatever. It's happened before. But it's fun to talk about. It's like, oh, yeah, they were on both shows on the same night or the same week. (sighs) Following that, we had Anthony Bowens taking on Orange Cassidy. Now, I'm sad to say, folks, I was tweeting. And for whatever reason, Friday, I was exhausted. I did pass out during this one. (laughs) But I'm hoping this was exactly... Oh, yeah, we had the contact track sign between Britt and Thunder Rosa, too. Um, but it looks like Orange Cassidy got the win here. Yes, sir. Now end up in the face of the revolution ladder match. Yes. <laughs> it was funny, like when they were doing the um, the the pre-show talk with Mark Hendrick. And um, he's there with with. Um, um, with uh, with uh, with Wheeler, Yuda, and Orange just turns and looks at him and goes, "Do I have to climb something tonight?" And he's like, "No, no, no." He's like, "You have to win your match first, and then you'll be in a match where you have to start climbing ladders." He's like, "Oh, okay. Uh, oh, we gonna oh, yeah. wrestle? Oh, I can do that. Uh, we'll be fine." What what match was that? Where he just like, like he like was in a ladder match and he just sat there and he put the ladder down and just stepped up and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I think he was in another. Um, face of the uh, revolution ladder match. So I think he probably did it during that. It wouldn't surprise. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, I like uh, Orange Cassidy being in this match is a good pick. Uh, I do wonder who else will be. There's seven spots. So we'll obviously have our two be announced. Uh, and I'm assuming we'll probably have another qualifying or two matches this week. So. Yep. Uh, God, I cannot wait for this. Show. Uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for this go home show. I cannot wait for revolution. We got a lot to talk about when that comes, but let's go through this card quickly as of right now. Cause the next time we'll be talking, Scott, it's go home time. Yep. So we're going to go through all nine matches. We have Jade Cargill is taking on Ty Conti for the TBS title. Um, Andrade, Matt, and Isaiah Cassidy taking on Sam Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen in a six-man tornado tag match. Jurassic Express taking on Red Dragon and to be determined for the titles, tag titles. Brian Danielson taking on John Moxley. Chris Jericho taking on Eddie Kingston. Keith Lee, Ward Lowe, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, Pac, or Buddy Matthews in the face of the Revolution Ladder match for the TNT uh, Championship uh, title. Well, not the title, but a opportunity. Dr. Bert D- Baker, DMD, finally taking on Thunder Rosa for the women's title. Mm. CM Punk taking on MGF in the dog collar match. And last but not least, the Battle of the Adams, Hangman Adam Page taking on Adam Cole for the world title. I, again, I will say this, Scott, over and over again. Why is their buildup so good? I know. And how could they do better than the last show? I feel like they've taken what NXT built and they've just built upon it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. We might have Pat McAfee taking on Vince McMahon at WrestleMania this year. Christ, I don't want that. <laughs> That's what the people want, Scott. You know, you know goddamn well it's going to be Austin Theory who's going to take Vince's spot at the last second. And I, I'll be okay with that. Austin Theory and Adam and Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee can go... Yeah, he can go. His match with Adam Cole was a, a, a low key banger. My God, oh no! I wouldn't even call it low key. I'd call it high key banger. It was outstanding. Nobody well, knew what to expect, and all well, of a sudden he just comes in and just blows the everybody away. Like that was the match that made you go. He's not a football guy anymore. He's a wrestling guy. Right. Right. Like, that like, was I, the moment. Like the buildup for that was three years in the making. And I called it since the first time they they talked. I'm like, I need to see these two in a match. I, I just, I don't care. It could be a fight. It could be whatever. It needs to happen. And then when it finally happened, and it was better than I hoped, this man can do no wrong. He makes SmackDown a thousand times better. And to have him get back in the ring, the fact that he's going to have Vince McMahon himself on his podcast next week, I can't wait to to listen to that. Or to watch it to be able to, I, it's it's gonna be if that's where they're gonna lay the groundwork for that match for WrestleMania, then I am all in. Let's go. When does that drop? I believe it's Thursday. We need to listen to that. I need yes. to when that drops, we're gonna be listening to it. We want to cover that because I'm fascinated. Scott and I obviously chose not to go to WrestleMania this year, but there are definitely lots of there's a lot of things going on in this mania, which I think Scott alone could do a video of reasons why I'm glad I didn't not go into this mania, minus Undertaker going to the Hall of Fame. Um right. But oh now you give me ideas, Sam. Mm-hmm. So we were going to end the show as we usually do, but as we were talking, I remembered that we had Terminus Two that just happened. Yes, and we did not get to talk about that. 
Um, I need to get my hands on this because I need to watch this. This card looks pretty solid. We're going to go through this quickly. Chris Sabin, Leon Ruff, Kenny Alfonso, and Trey Lamar in a Fatal 4-Way Terminal Eliminator match. Leon Ruff got the win here. Hell yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Killer Kate taking on Queen Aminata. I, I sound like a jackass. Um, I think Aminata got the win. Daniel Garcia and Kevin Black were taking on Joe Keys and Dante Caballero. With, I think... The latter getting the win, yep. I need a better place to find these like results. <laughs> Serena Deeb taking on Lisa Hall, and I bet you, Deeb. Yep, Deeb pinned. Deeb got the win there. Shane Swerve Strickland taking on Davey Richards. Ooh. Um, Swerve got the win on that one. To be expected. Darren Black taking on Jay Lethal. Mind you, I'm reading all of this, by the way. And, like, I'm not sure if you've seen the cards for this, Scott. It's almost like uh, Black Panther-ish. Nice. I'll, okay. I'll have to send you the link that I'm looking at. But, like, you're going to see this. Let me tell you, marketing's a powerful thing. Mm, it it is. makes you want to watch it. Um, Baron Black taking on Jay Lethal. Uh, with Lethal getting the win. And last but not least, Jonathan Grisham taking on Santana for the Ring of Honor Championship. Mm. With Grisham getting the win. Every bout on the card had 15 minutes. Nice. Except for the title match, which got an hour and only lasted 20. So... We need to. F- I'm. I'm very curious about what he's doing here. Yeah. You know, I would. I would not mind them doing like a UFC kind of thing, where it's like we don't need a weekly show, but if you did like a monthly thing. Yeah. You followed it, promo. Like, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. I would be really cool with that. But. I'm pumped. I'm so hyped. I am so hyped, Scott. What is there to say about this we haven't already talked about? That's true. I mean, this this upcoming week is going to be spectacular as well. Um, obviously, the pay-per-view on Sunday. And we are still on that road to WrestleMania. And, we, uh, I think by the time um, the Go Home show drops, we'll be a month away. Correct. And then we will shortly have after that WrestleMania Blacklash, which I haven't even decided. Do we want to go to that? That's in Providence. That's like it's true. It is in Providence. It's a stone's throw away. It's the first pay per view in Providence that I think I was in high school, two thousand nine. So, yeah, we'll have to think about it, Scott. Why not? Mm. But we'll have double or nothing that month. It's true. But guys, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SOB official and Scott as Scotty J Stream. You can find us on all streaming platforms. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why Ship It Studios and Above the Ring is the podcasts of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much, guys. We are so close to revolution. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join 
the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.